This episode of Living in Las Vegas is brought to you by Mitch Fulfer of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, selling homes all across the valley. Thanks, Mitch. Living in Las Vegas starts now. Yes, it does. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Yes, and now your host, yes. a man who clearly needs some kind of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was. Mr. Scott Whitney. Welcome, everybody, to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Oh, thank you very much. And congratulations, because you're watching or listening to the longest-running podcast about Las Vegas that actually originates here in Vegas, which means we don't only cover about what it's like to live here. We talk about adventures on the Strip and Fremont Street, other cool places here in the Valley. And by the way, if you're a visitor or a tourist, or you might be thinking of moving to our fair city, well, guess what? This is like your own secret handshake. This show, Secret Handshake, yours to all things cool and groovy. Now we're live on the first and third Tuesday of every month at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live at 7 Pacific uh, PM time, Pacific time. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Come on by, check us all out. Some great people hanging out in the live chat. Very, very nice folks. We also do a pre-show before the show so you can watch us putting the uh, sausage together. And we do a post-show afterwards, kind of Vegas Video Network 2.0 so that you can uh, uh, hear what we really think that we didn't want to have on record. And I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa, buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I am the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all of our shows, Thanks. By the way, including our brand new show that we launched this morning called Lake Las Vegas Live. I will tell you, there is some pretty cool stuff happening up there. I've had a chance to spend the last couple months in and out, and I'm telling you what, that place is looking pretty groovy. So check out Lake Las Vegas Live. We've just changed the schedule a little bit. It's going to be uh, second and third Thursday of each month at 6 p.m. Again, Lake Las Vegas Live is the new show. Um, uh, welcome to the new folks in the chat, and uh, let's get this here party kind of started. What you say, what you say, what you say. It's been interesting. Um, over the course of the last few months, uh, a number of people have noticed that I've lost some weight. Now, this has happened, A, if I'm meeting somebody face-to-face, -face, like you and I are doing right now. Uh, but I've also received a number of messages, either through Facebook or emails, asking about how I lost the weight. Yes, you did it. How did you do it? So today is going to be a different show. I'm going to title the show, How I Lost 19.2 Pounds in Two Months and 33 pounds overall. So this is not one of our typical Vegas-centric shows. This is a much more personal show. Uh, if you're looking for a super Vegasy show, this is not the episode for you. So 
my apologies, but off you go. Um, but if you're interested about losing some weight, this might be of some help to you. So let me back, let me back up a little bit. Back in high school, I uh, graduated high school at five foot nine, 126 pounds. Not what you would call a strapping young man. Very thin. I've always been kind of a thin guy. Out of high school, I joined the Air Force. Within that first year in the Air Force, I grew three inches. So I went from five nine to six foot, um, but didn't gain much weight. Again, food really wasn't that interesting to me. Food was just kind of you had to have it, otherwise you'd die. But I got other things to do. Right? So right out of the Air Force, I get married. Um, and start putting on a little weight. By 1989, we moved to the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And that was the year of the quake, by the way. Welcome to San Francisco. So um, I've never really thought of myself as a heavy guy, but by, I don't know, 20 or so years, I'd gained about ooh, five pounds a year. That's about 100 pounds. I weighed about 224 pounds when I was hanging out in the Bay Area. Now, um, while I was doing that 224 pounds, I, like I said, eh, didn't feel terribly bad, but started to go, you know what, this is probably not the right amount of weight for me. Now, at the same time, there was this TV show called Evening Magazine. It was on ABC. And they had a segment that they were advertising called Get Fit with Malou. Uh, Malou Nubla, she was a, one of the hosts. Uh, Mike Rowe was the other host. Um, and she, real nice gal, super friendly. And the premise of this Get Fit with Malou deal was it was a monthly review of four people's weight loss progress over the course of a year. So they were saying, hey, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to be one of the four people, audition. So I'm like, I would like to lose this weight. Let's do that. So I went to the audition. 850 people were at this audition. And they told us, look, your job is to get Malou's attention. You want her to remember you. So I got her attention and I made her laugh. And, and she seemed like she had a pretty good time with me. And I got a callback. So the callback was, I believe it was about 16 people. So this time we're actually interviewing with Malou, interviewing with producers, same thing, we're trying to impress him. So we're, you know, I'm doing my razzle-dazzle, all that kind of nonsense. And uh, I was selected. I was one of the four people who was gonna be followed for a year on Get Fit with Malou. Now, how this worked, how they helped you lose this weight is they gave you a one-year membership to 24-hour fitness. They also gave me a personal trainer, so they really wanted to make sure that I would lose this weight. And they also required, because we were giving you these things, they would say, that you have to go to 24-hour fitness at least three times a week. Okay, and they also, of course, provided some food guidance, a lot of food guidance as well. Okay, so off we go. And it was pretty cool in that they let me basically say and wear, do whatever we want. So I created a website called fatdad.com, and I created a, a shirt that said Fat Dad, and I wore that all the time. They didn't say squat about it. It was fantastic. I remember the third month in, Malou was interviewing me, and she's a real fun guy, a gal, and she's like, you know, after three months of doing something, it becomes a habit. Um, tell us how much you appreciate this habit of working out now, Scott. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I hate this. Working out, hate it. That trainer, hate it. 24-hour fitness, hate it. Now, I was laughing the whole time, and they were laughing. But my point of it was, I'm not that guy. I, I'm not the guy who jogs and gets the runners high. I, you know, Actually, my, my cardiologist once told me that 50% of the people don't get that. Well, I'm one of the 50% who don't get that. 
So it went on for a year. And I would go in once a month, and we would talk and joke and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I went down from 224 at the end of the year to 189 pounds. I lost more weight than any of the other three people there, which was pretty cool. That's the good news. Uh, before moving back, moving to Las Vegas, which we did in 2015, I gained it all back. So now I'm in Las Vegas. I'm 224. I've been as heavy as 236 here in Las Vegas, which is heavy. Now look, I think men as a practice don't really think we're heavy. I never really thought of myself as heavy. I carried myself pretty well. Most people didn't think of me as being heavy. But after a while, you kind of get the clue. For example, this show kind of proved otherwise. This shot here is not a terribly uh, nice shot, especially the wider shot, if you've got a big stomach, which I did. So I kept watching these episodes and going, Jesus, man, I, <laughs> this is bad. And then in my studio, I have this big mirror in our groovy lounge. And every time I'd walk by it, or especially if I were talking to people, because people happen to hang around the groovy lounge, or lounge when we're talking, I would look at myself in the mirror and go, what the hell is happening with me? This is bad news. So I realized, okay, this, this is it. I've had enough. Now, back in September of 2017, so a little bit over a year ago, my good friends, the Mitchells, were in town, Neil and Sarah. And Neil shows up, and he looked fantastic. Like, I, I don't know exactly what he said, but I think in 30 days he lost 20 pounds. Some unbelievable amount of weight. He looked great. He was doing this high-intensity training. So he and Sarah were in the backyard. They stayed at the Arches a couple of days. And they're running and doing shit. I'm like, God, this is, I don't know about that, but I'm in. This, this weight loss thing is fantastic. I'm like, what, what did you do? Tell me your secret diet, oh, guru of diets. And he's what he said. He goes, look, I'm on the soup and salad diet. All right, what does that mean? He goes, it's super easy. For breakfast, I have oatmeal, which is not included in soup or salad. For lunch, I have a salad. And for dinner, I have soup. And that's it. Boom. Easy peasy, one, two, three easy. Now, that happens Mondays through Friday up until dinner Friday. And then start dinner Friday, Saturday, Sunday, eat whatever you want. Doesn't matter. I'm like, okay. We'll, we'll do this. So on October 9th, it was a Monday, uh, it'll be a week next week, uh, we started this. I started at 230 pounds, okay? One of the heaviest I've been in a while. Now, the first thing I will say about any diet is that, this is especially if you're married, specifically if you're married, teamwork is a big deal. Melissa got into it as well. She is the primary cook in our household, so... Um, she is the one who created the world's greatest salads. And by the way, these salads weren't these you know, little teeny tiny salads. They're as big as my head. You know, we had cheese and, and uh, peppers and pepperoni and sausage. It was they were fantastic. You know those bags of salads you get at the store? That was one salad for me. I ate the whole fucking bag. It was great. So we start this thing. In the first week, I go from... 230 to 225. So in a week, I lose five pounds. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. And I'm, and I'm eating big salads. I'm eating big soups. She's making these, the very first soup she made, some Italian number. Holy crap. I'm like, this is going to be easy. I'm in. 
So by December 22nd, I'm down to 211 pounds. So 230 to 211. That's 19 pounds in about two and a half months. And I'm thinking, hey, this is pretty good. I got through Thanksgiving, got through Halloween, you know, coming in onto Christmas. This is not too bad. I think we're going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, things started to change. The end of December, moving into 2018, my weight loss looked like a sawtooth. So I was going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it just kept going and going and going. It just didn't stop. Um, I, I dipped below 209 a couple of times, but whoop, back up. And what was happening is the weekends were killing me. Right, so I'm doing my soup and salad Monday through Friday. And by the way, I wasn't doing the oatmeal. I don't usually eat breakfast anyways. So I just skipped it, which ended up being kind of like a fasting-ish kind of thing, um, which we do more now. But uh, I was still doing this up and down sawtooth thing, and it was just pissing me off. Couldn't lose more, than, more weight. So I decided we had to find another solution. There had to be another way for me to lose the remaining weight. And I'm gonna tell you about that. But first, I'm gonna tell you about my good buddy, Mitch Fulford. Listen, this guy, Mitch from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, I think I've told you guys this before, 80% of all realtors here in Las Vegas never bought or sold a house. Meanwhile, Mitch has got 17 years experience. He helped us sell our house in less than an hour. He helped us buy the house we have now. I'll tell you what I'll tell you though, is this. If I were to buy a house today or sell my house, he'd be the first guy I call. He's the guy. Check out his website, MitchFulfer.com, M-I-T-C-H-F-U-L-F-E-R.com. Give him a call. He's a good guy. All right. So July 29th, 2018. Just got back from a staycation with, ironically, the Mitchells. Hanging out. We're going to talk about this on a show at some point. Um, but just, you know, eat, drinking, and being married, didn't care about anything. So July 29th, I'm 215.6 pounds. Not great. Start doing research. I'm saying, I got I to gotta get this thing fixed out. And we discover, we stumble upon this thing called the keto diet. Now, here's what I discovered about the keto diet. So it's called ketogenic. The ketogenic diet is a very low-carb, high-fat diet. It's kind of like Atkins. So Atkins has been around forever. Same kind of premise, low carb, high fat, lots of meat. Um, and here's how it works. So it, when you're on this diet, and I'll kind of explain more about how it rolls out here in a second. So you're on this diet for about eh, two to seven days the f after following this routine, you go into something called ketosis, uh, or the state of your body enters when it doesn't have enough carbs for your cells to use as energy. Then it starts making ketones um, or organic compounds that your body then uses in place of those missing carbs. And oh, by the way, it also burns fat. So basically when you're eating food, your body goes, okay, I'm gonna use that for energy. And if it doesn't, if you're not using that much energy, then it says, well, I'm gonna store this as fat. So what this, this ketosis or this keto diet does is it says, I'm gonna make these ketones to give you energy. And if I'm also gonna start taking away from the fat. And that's how you, you lose the weight. Now, what they tell you is they talk about this concept called macros. Um, and what it really is, is calorie distribution. Think of a pie chart. And what they say is the typical keto diet, 75% of your calories are from fat, 20% of your calories are from protein, and only 5% of calories are from carbs. So with that in mind, off we go. And this brings up teamwork again, times two. 
Um, I just don't understand how anybody could lose weight if they're married if both people aren't doing it. Melissa wanted to lose some more weight, so she got into it. She got into it in a big way. She joined a, a really large Facebook keto group and tons of research. Super helpful, by the way. Um, and what we ended up doing, it actually kind of brought us even closer together. On Sundays, it was meal prep day. So we would get together in the kitchen and, and make our meals for the weekend. I, she'd cook, and I'd put them in the little plastic things, or I would do some a little cooking or whatever. And it was kind of fun. It was actually, yeah, I kind of liked it. So my macros, so you understand what my personal numbers were. So I started out at about 1,700 calories a day. To contrast that, I'm sure you look at in the back of any kind of calorie foodie kind of thing. And it'll say that, you know, the typical uh, diet is 2,200 calories. So I'm at 17, what's that, 500 calories. So what about 20 some odd percent, 20, 25% less than what most people have. I'm now at about 1,650 calories because I've lost weight and I still want to lose as much as I do per week. So it's a little bit different. Now, the real difference, the thing that was shocking to me is carbs. I didn't have the first clue what carbs are. I hear it about all the time, pastas, carbs, breads, yeah, 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 but I didn't really track it. So doing some research, I realized, and actually uh, an application I'll tell you about in a second told me this, but on average, most men eat about 280 carbs a day, 280. I eat about 20 or 21. So I am in the one percentile of the amount of carbs I consume as a man here in America. So it is very, very low. And it sounds like pretty restrictive, not much to eat. Uh, it's not that way. So we get on this thing. In the first week, I lose seven pounds. Bam! I'm like, holy crap. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm in. Now, we're thinking, okay, all right, all right. There's probably a little bit of water weight here. That kind of makes sense. But still, seven pounds, that's more than I, I lost on the soup and si or a salad diet. Feeling pretty good about this. So... We, if, if I look at the diet itself, and I thought to myself, I got to kind of think what's good and bad about this, because as you continue on with something like this, you, you think about these things. Um, and here's the good things about the keto diet. First of all, I don't feel hungry. Now, I have always been historically a grazer. You know, after work, or even during work, you know, we had candy in the studio, and I'm grabbing candy and eating a this, that, and the other thing, and we're at home watching TV, and I'm like, oh, I'll have some chips and salsa, I'll have a cookie, we'll have a couple cookies, two cookies, that sounds terrible, I'll have a row of cookies, that's better, and that's what I was doing, so I wonder why you gained, you got to 230, 236 pounds, it's because you're eating a bunch of cookies, you fat ass, uh, and it's because I'm a grazer. What's weird about this diet is I don't feel that way anymore. And I don't know if it's because it's a high-fat diet. Remember, 70% of my calories are coming from fat. But I feel satiated. Yesterday is a perfect example. I didn't come anywhere near 1,650 calories. That's probably two or 300 calories less. But I was full. I didn't have anything else I wanted to eat. I was like, I've had enough. I've got my, you know, my fatty stuff and my salty stuff. And by the way, if you like meat and cheese... <laughs> greatest diet ever. Oh, and like pizza. Melissa loves pizza. Well, you can't have pizza because of the dough. Guess what? Cauliflower crust. Cauliflower crust? What are you talking about? It's fantastic. Um, can't have noodles. Can't have rice. Cauliflower rice. What? Fantastic. It's just like magic. All right. That's the good stuff. Here's the bad stuff. The second week, I hit what's referred to as the keto plateau. So I lost seven pounds. <laughs> 
And then the next seven days, I didn't do shit. Now, had I just been doing this alone, if I hadn't had the teamwork, I probably would have been a little panicked and said, fuck this, I'm not doing it. But Melissa said, you know, on the second day, hey, I think you're about ready to get into the keto plateau. Relax. You're going to be okay. All right. The second thing has to do with what's referred to as the keto flu. And I heard about this. Melissa warned me about this in the first week and the second week. And, and it was funny. So in the second week, I think it was about oh, Wednesday or Thursday, I'm driving. I felt a little off, just a little bit lightheaded, but not bad lightheaded, kind of high light. I'm like, oh, this, this must be the, uh, the dreaded keto flu. I, I'm very tough. I can handle the keto flu. Yeah. Uh, no, that was not the keto flu. About three weeks later, uh, a Friday night come, rolls around. I've got this little bit of a headache. Not terrible. And take some, you know, et cetera, and PM or whatever. Saturday rolls around. I decide we're going to go visit my dad in California. So we're driving down to California. I've got this persistent headache. So we visit my dad in California on Saturday. Saturday night, we come back here, and it's getting worse and worse. I get home on Saturday night. My head is pounding like half of my face, <laughs> like paralyzed, and like there's this clamp on it. It was terrible. So Sunday comes along, and I'm taking every goddamn medicine I can find to knock this thing out because I'm one of those guys who's like, if there's a medicine for it, I'm taking it. I don't believe in suffering. Sunday comes around. My head is still kicking my ass. I'm Doing the best I can, you know, washcloths, ice, holy shit, everything. Sunday evening comes around, starts to just slightly taper off. Monday rolls around. All right. So Monday happens and I have dinner plans. Now, this is interesting. I have dinner plans with a guy who I met in Mexico. Huh? So back in, I think it was February of last year, we uh, were in Mexico and Melissa and I met this couple. And uh, you know how you say to people, hey, if you're ever in Vegas, call me up, hell, we'll go out. He did. <laughs> Who does that? Well, he did, which is kind of cool. I like the guy. I didn't think he would do it, but he did it. So I meet him for uh, dinner at uh, North Italian uh, over in the uh, Summerlin area. And we're talking, and he mentioned, or I was talking about the weight loss thing, and he asked me about it, and I said, this is keto diet. And, and, and he goes, oh, yeah, I was on a similar diet. I did the same kind of thing. He goes, the thing that I really hated well, the headaches. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I had this cranking headache for two or three days. I couldn't get it away. It was the worst thing I've ever had. I'm like, holy shit. That was the keto flu. So I'm not sure if everybody gets it, but I got it. I hear a lot of people do get it. And guess what? It was not pleasant. All right. Um, also bad. I'm beginning now to crave some sweets. So I was a little panicked about this last week. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, but come to find out, Jello, no carbs, very little calories. Whipped cream, no carbs, not a lot of calories. So black cherry Jello with whipped cream on it, <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Other bad things, you have to count calories. You have to count carbs and fat and protein as well. And I'm telling you what, that is a pain in the ass. However, it's also educational. I remember the, the day before we started the keto diet, I had Melissa buy some Atkins stuff, I thought it was, and I had this like uh, Mongolian rice beef thing because I thought it was going to be healthy. I'm like, yeah, 46 carbs in this damn thing. A, a little bowl this big, 46 carbs. My whole intake is 20. I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea how many carbs are in stuff. So you do learn about what you're eating and where the, where the calories are coming from. That's kind of fascinating, but it is a pain in the ass to count it. Thankfully, uh, I found an app called Carb Manager. 
Carb Manager. It's both an iOS or Android app. Um, this has made things much, much better for us. For the one thing, I can take my phone and scan a, a food or you know, a package of food, and it will, it's about 85%, maybe 90%, find it, which is pretty impressive. It says it has a million or so a different deal. So you can scan it, get the calories and the, the carbs and all that kind of stuff. You can create your own recipes, which Melissa and I have done. As a matter of fact, if you go into the Carb Manager app and you do a search for AAWV for Arches of Whitney Villa, we've put a bunch of food up there, not for other people, but so that we can share it between the two of us. Um, uh, and it has its own recipes. It also can scan recipes from the web. So you find a recipe on the web, put the URL in, and eh, it's probably 66% able to pull all that stuff in, all the calorie information, the serving information. It's pretty cool. Um, and suck that right into your, your daily measurements. Um, it is a little buggy, to be quite frank, uh, but overall a complete complete lifesaver. So I started this keto diet. Within two months, I lost 19.2 pounds. So I was static basically from January to the end of July. Didn't really up or down anything during the, uh, the end of the soup and salad. Two months, 19 pounds. I am now down about 33 pounds. I say about because I'm still going up and down a little bit um, as we do. But my goal, I started off at 230. My goal was 195. So right now, um, I've been down as far as 196.4, so I'm about a pound and a half or so away from 195. I think today I'm 198 or something like that, so it's still you know, popping up and down a little bit. Um, I think the 195 may not ultimately be my goal. I still got a little bit of a gut. Uh, man boobs are still going on. Uh, look a lot better. All my clothes are too big now, so I'm, I'm like two belt sizes down now. I think I went from a 38 to a 34, um, depending on the pants. 34, 36, uh, which is fantastic. But now I'm buying all new clothes, of course. Um, so I might end up going down to 185 um, and uh, see how that looks. Now, I will tell you the thing that I'm not quite clear about. And that is I'm super curious as to what I'm going to do to maintain the weight. I don't expect to be on this keto diet forever. That seems silly to me. So at some point, I'm going to probably change the diet, change the macro, change the number of calories. Um, but how do I maintain it? Now, um, our good Fred Ted from Access Vegas has been talking about his weight, uh, weight loss progress for the last several months. Um, and he's doing something. I don't know what it is, but he's losing about three pounds a month. And basically, he's not doing anything special, according to Ted. He's, but what he is going to be doing is writing a book about it, is what I've been hearing. So, Ted, I may in fact be your first buyer of your book um, on Ted's Diet, How to Maintain Your Weight Once You Get Where You Want to Go. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Try it. Keto. Good. Try the soup and salad if you want. But the keto really kicks my ass. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it. Still on it. We'll continue to do so. Um, and in celebration of uh, my massive weight loss, why don't we have a drink on me? All righty, 
it's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a lounge. And you guys guess what that place is. And you send that guest to Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. There's a number of ways to increase your chances of win, winning. Every time you give me a correct answer, we put it in a hat. That's one. But you can do other magical things as well. You can, for example, give us an opening video that introduces the show. Well, hell, I'll give you another entry. How about you um, are in the live chat? Well, there's another entry. Maybe the first correct answer, there's another entry. And there's one more. What was it? Um, I feel like I missed one. So, oh, send a video guest, which is what Pops has done. There's your fifth. So you can get in there five times uh, if you do it. Now, what can you win? Oh, you can win a lot of neat stuff. First, given the name of the, uh, the uh, section, you can have a drink on me. If you're in Vegas, or you live in Vegas, you're in town and you win, I will buy you a drink, any drink, from a hand-selected number of bars. Or you can win a Vegas Video Network visor, which is fantastic. Or, if you'd like, you can also select one of my musical CDs. Do you like Christmas? It's coming around the town. Boop. Christmas Acoustic, Christmas Acoustic 2, or get Jazzathon. Now, if you are fortunate enough to win and you get yourself one of these here chapeaus, you may say to yourself, does any magic happen as a part of that? You bet it does. If you put one of those hats upon your noggin and you send a picture of that to me, guess what happens? We put you into a very special place. We call it the Galaxy of God. There's them. Testy and Steve and Michael and Robert and Pinky and and, and then there are our nudist friends. Happy birthday, by the way, to Alan and Bob, Bob's wife. There's Danny and Shannon, Shan and Craig and Glenn, Jimmy, Doogies and Rob and Ken, Stuart and Christina, whose all music is because of mine, <laughs> whose babies are because of my music. Get it right, Scott. Don and Jackie and Mike. <laughs> Pops, Sammy Carroll Dog, Chris, who's still alive, thank God I didn't want a lawsuit, and Brett's dad, your buddy's got your body weight, and of course our good man, Brett, all right. Okay, <coughs> 13 out of 13 correct answers. Last week's Have a Drink on Me was this little fella right here, and the correct answer was Gillies over at TI. Gillies at TI, a really fun, rocking, groovy place to hang out. Let's get our names in here. All right, let's see what we got here. Our number one with a bullet goes to the great and powerful Jimmy 2G's. One for the correct answer. I saw Jimmy in the live chat. Jimmy 2G's. So Jimmy gets one for being in the live chat. Jimmy gets one more for the first correct answer. Right off the bat, we've got a triple. Way to go, Jimmy. Next up, we've got Mr. Testy. One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. La -da Next up, we have Ozzy Deb. All the way from Australia. One for the correct answer previous. Um, well, she owns a, a visor. And one for being in the live chat. So you can be all the way across the world and still watch us live. What time is it in, in Australia right now? 
It's, it's tomorrow, I think, right? Next up, Bill98036, Monica Fagan, also known as Binky. We've got Blackjack Bolin, greatest name ever. I think new to the live chat, by the way. Welcome, I saw him in there, so we're going to put him in there again. Blackjack Bolin. That's his gnome de plume. He's also known as Dale. <laughs> one for the correct answer, one for being in the live chat. Welcome, Blackjack. Andy in New Hampshire, Mike Beatty, Paul Condor, 954. Richard Faze Jitter, one for the correct answer. I saw Richard in there. Faze Jitter. A lot of doubles today. A lot of doubles, a couple triples. Pretty cool. Mad Chipmunk, I saw him in there. Mad Chipmunk. One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. Lots of doubles. Be shocked if a double didn't win it. And finally, Pops. One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. And one more. And he's hungry. He wants another visor for this video entry. We got it lined up. We surely do. There it is. I give Scott lots of crap for picking high-end bars for Haddam. This time he took a trip to the dark side. He picked T.I. Gilly's at T.I. T.I. is only like one step above Circus Circus, and I love the place. Gilly's is a bar with a lot of stuff going on. Besides drinking, they got Urban Cowboys. I'm not a big fan of Urban Cowboys, but I like the Urban Cowgirls. So, yeah, Gilly's, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Good place to get some good beer prices. Have some fun, watch some drunk people fall off that mechanical bull. Thumbs up on this one, Scott. Good choice. Thank See you, man. Very, very good. Very, very good. Okay, let's see what we got here. All right. Any guesses? Here we go. Okay, I got it. The winner is Paul Condor 954. Congratulations, Paul. He was the only single. <laughs> So, Paul, you're going to win a drink on me or a visor or one of my musical CDs. Okay, let's look at this week's Have a Drink Upon Moi. Boink. There it is. It's going to be a tough one, kids. Here we go. Hit number one. The location is way off the strip in the west side, although the name of the casino suggests south. The location of this bar, which is in a casino is off the strip on the west side, although the name of the casino suggests it may be in the south. Hit number two. Could be named after the degrees in a right angle. It could be named after the degrees in a right angle. And hit number three, referring back to hit number two, as long as you mention that, those degrees twice. As long as you mention those degrees in a right angle twice. If you know the right answer, and I think you probably do because you're pretty bright, send the uh, answer to have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. Have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. I'm going to take a couple or one quick question here before we run out of here. I got a, a live chat question. This is from actually Deb last week or last show that I wanted to answer, but I didn't have a chance to. We're going to do that now. 
She asked, uh, in the pre-show for Living in Las Vegas 331, you mentioned a new game they're offering at Caesars that you really liked. You didn't follow up on the podcast. What was it? Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. This is crazy to me. Uh, as anybody who's watched this show or listened to this show for any time, you know I don't gamble. And not because I'm against it. It's because I know how it works. You don't build big buildings with shiny lights and stuff if the players win. So it's just never really appealed to me. So I like the lights. I like the sound. I like the music. I like a lot of things about Vegas, but I'm not a big gambler. Um, <laughs> this last staycation we had, Melissa and I were walking to meet the Mitchells at Guy Fier, what Guy Fier, whatever his name is, his burger place right by uh, Harris. And we're walking through Harris and we see this table game. So it's a flat four-person table game. And these people around it having the best time. And I've really never seen people having such a good time around uh, a, a table game. Not, and by the way, not a, uh, with a dealer, just a game that's in a table, like a giant surface. So we go check it out. And the name of the game is called Deal or No Deal Power Poker. And it's, like I said, it's a table game. And, and the premise is this. It's so cool. So like deal or no deal, it first has a bunch of uh, suitcases that get thrown out on the screen. And you pick a suitcase and you put that next to you. And then it's just like poker. It's kind of, but, but a little different. So you get two cards. Each person gets two cards. Uh, and then you get um, these cards start, are, are played in the middle of the, of the table. And your job is to grab the card. So a card comes up, you grab it. But everybody else is trying to grab the card at the, car at the same time, card. So there's obviously a competitive thing there. And then high hand wins. So super fast, a lot of fun between everybody going. And then once you win, you then do the deal or no deal thing. So basically, it looks at your hand. It guesses uh, what you might have, or it makes you feel like it's guessing, and says, okay, given what you've got, uh, I'm off, uh, the dealer will offer you X. And that money is dependent upon how many of the suitcases are remaining. So a suitcase may have $100 in it, or it may have 50 or 20. And if the $100 one hasn't been taken up, that means one of the four of us has the $100 suitcase. So that the dealer might say, well, I'll give you $30 for that. And then you have to decide, do I want to take $30 or do I want to take uh, a, a bet, a guess that I have that suitcase. So we've all done that. We did it for two hours. We were playing this dumb game. The best time, you know, we're, and, and I'll tell you something about Harris. Those people, you know, a lot of people bitch and moan about um, how drinks are slow at a lot of properties. Not Harris. Holy Christ, they were just plying us with alcohol. But we were there for two hours, just having the best time. Uh, Sarah won $100 on one of her hands. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we, um, we probably all lost $120, I think it was, in total for two hours. It was fantastic. So if you find it, play it. Now, it's only at Caesars Properties. So Harris, Caesars, Planet Hollywood, etc. cetera. Um, I, I thought I saw it on one MGM property, but I'm not sure. Um, I was just over at Westgate, didn't see it at Westgate. Um, but man, I'm telling you, you will have the best time ever 
if you uh, play this game. Oh, Jesus, we were play we were at Caesars going to go see a show over at um, Cleopatra's Barge. And the game is at Caesars. And uh, we saw some people playing another game by this company, and the company name uh, escapes me right now. They're playing it, and as we walk by, the deal or no deal game was empty. And so we told these four people, hey, if you guys want to have a really good time, you should go play that game right there. So we take off. Uh, we go to dinner uh, at Searsucker. We come back after an hour of dinner. They're playing the game, having a great time. We go to Cleopatra Barge. We watch the cabaret, uh, uh, the cocktail cabaret, the show we talked about last episode. So that's about an hour and a half, or hour 15 or whatever it was. We come back out. They're still playing the game. So they did another probably two hours as well. The game is fantastic. You must play it if you want to have the best time ever okay that's it all right hey real quick about wayne wayne's last appearance was in fact his last appearance on the show i want to thank wayne for playing along he was a great part of the hosting team really appreciate his efforts uh and uh, uh yeah uh, if you want to reach out to us, a number of ways of doing it, you can check us out on OnAirQ at livinginlv.com. Just send an email to OnAirQ at livinginlv.com. You can send us a voicemail on our website. You can also go to iTunes and check us out. By the way, if you're checking us out on iTunes or to uh, YouTube, any of those kind of guys, give us a thumbs up or a five-star review, whatever you want. Uh, we'd appreciate that. We're on Roku as well, over 79,000 uh, installs. Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple, Google Fire TV, Google Play, and of course, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Thank you so much for checking us out. We'll see you in a couple weeks on the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Take care, everybody.